Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about opportunity zones. I rarely attend an investment conference these days when the term opportunity zone doesn't come up in a conversation. Last week, New York State Senate Deputy Leader Mike Gennaris announced he's going to introduce legislation to eliminate tax breaks for capital gains when investing in qualified opportunity zones in the state of New York. The Opportunity Zone program was intended to help economically distressed areas, but in his view is being abused to grant tax breaks to already overdeveloped neighborhoods. The state should not be made to suffer due to the misuse of this program, according to Senator Gennaris. The federal tax overhaul passed in 2017 included a provision aimed at incentivizing investment in economically distressed areas. In 2018, the state was supposed to designate census tracts that qualified as Opportunity Zones, but it also included areas already suffering from overdevelopment and gentrification, according to Senator Gennaris. Among these areas are wealthy parts of Long Island City and Astoria, among the fastest-growing neighborhoods in the U.S. Investors who create opportunity funds to invest in these census tracts are able to defer large capital gains on their federal taxes. Much of New York State's tax code is linked to the federal tax code. Senator Gennaris' legislation would, and I quote, prevent a massive and unjust giveaway of state resources to the wealthy. Let me get this straight. Opportunity zones were created in collaboration with each state. About 25% of the lowest income zip codes in each state were made eligible for the tax break. You would think that investment in depressed areas would be considered a good thing. You would think that improving the lives and living conditions in these areas would be seen as a contribution to the community. Creating an incentive takes a marginal investment that might not happen on its own and now makes it compelling. So what the senator is really saying is he doesn't want investment in those areas. Investors are not compelled to make investments, ever. There's nothing forcing them to make a particular investment. I speak very simply and clearly as an investor myself. I live in an amazing city. It's got wonderful amenities. It's safe. It's clean. It's well-managed and well-maintained. There's very little poverty, and it's very affluent. But as an investor, my home city of Ottawa, Canada, is not the best place to invest expensive and I find it difficult to create opportunities where the numbers make sense. That is to say there are other locations where it's far easier to get a strong return on investment. It would be far more convenient if I could find opportunities that are a 10 minute drive from my house. But given that I'm willing to look further afield, I can really go anywhere. The entire world is open to me. Money is going to go anywhere where it makes sense from a risk and return perspective. Investing really comes down to managing two things, risk and return. Investing in depressed areas can represent higher risk if you're not sure you're going to create the end value. Countering that risk is possibly the benefit of a lower cost of acquisition, but at the end of the day, it still comes down to balancing those two items, risk and return. Senator Gennaris is making a fundamental mistake. He's saying, we don't want your money. The fact is, New York has traditionally attracted a lot of foreign investment. He believes there's an endless supply of money that will continue to come into the New York area. Much of that investment over the past decade has come from China, but since June of 2018, that flow of capital has reversed direction. In fact, some of the buyers of marquee properties have been slowly divesting of their holdings. The senator hasn't spent enough time in South Florida, where you hear an awful lot of New York accents. These folks have maintained their place in New York as a second residence and have declared themselves to be Florida state residents. They have a Florida driver's license, and they spend most of the year in Florida and pay zero state income tax. 
They maintain their social relationships in New York, and they can often fund their place in Florida with the savings in state income tax. If you could do that, why wouldn't you? Of course you would. Now, I've been saying for some time that the rules of the game are changing. As investors, you need to pay attention to what's happening in your local state, provincial, and municipal politics. There's a fundamental problem with leaders making policy decisions that affect investment where they have zero understanding of how investment decisions are made. And at the core of Senator Gennaro's belief is the fact that Amazon is setting up in an area of Queens that happens to be in an opportunity zone. He believes that Amazon is such a large draw that the investment will happen in the area without the help of any government incentive. Therefore, he considers the tax break to be unfair. And he's probably right that people will invest in support of the Amazon growth in the area independently of any additional incentives. But he's also stating that the entire New York State doesn't want investment. New York's a big place. Remember, Amazon has choices. If the state government changes the rules, Amazon is not locked into a fixed number of jobs in the New York area, public announcements notwithstanding. They can put more focus on their Nashville hub, or Washington, D.C., or Austin, or Dallas. These are all areas where they have sizable footprints. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.